1: Hello, you are listening to the 1912 Exiles podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. I'm Ed, welcome back. After a mini summer break, we are all set for uh, what we hope will be a series of closed season specials, the first of which is today. It's Tuesday, late afternoon, and I'm recording an intro ahead of tonight's long-awaited trust members and shareholders meeting like most fans, I'm not entirely sure what to expect. The, the rumour mill has been going into overdrive, which I guess is what happens when so much of the communications about the meeting has been incomplete or ambiguous. Um, a lot of us have a theory about what we might be expecting tonight, but... I think more than anything, uh, we just want to get some facts and information and for there to be a proper conversation between board and fans about where we are are and what might happen next. So that's all I'm going to say by way of an introduction. The general plan, I think, tonight is to go along, listen, make copious notes and then hopefully wrangle a few friends of the pod to a pub afterwards to try and make sense of it all with an actual live face-to-face recording. So, yeah, let's head off to Newport in a bit and see what happens. Right, so 20 past nine, the meeting finished at nine o'clock, almost on the dot. And I've wandered over to Tiny Rebel with friend of the pod, Ollie Allen. Hello, Ollie. Evening that. Yeah, lots to pick through uh, from that. I think it was quite a vibrant meeting. Um, Lots of questions, lots of repeated questions. But, uh, I mean, one thing things I was saying to you on the walkover was it was quite interesting. I mean, we'll get to the details of it in a minute, but just from, like, a narrative point of view, we had some of the bad news, which we'll talk about, and you could feel the audience getting quite hostile. Um, and then it was almost like a couple of the questioners kind of overplayed their hands and went a bit too aggressive, went in studs up on uh, some of the members of the board. And you could feel the mood of the... Room just kind of changing, and actually, people were then sort of getting a bit, bit more like behind the board. It's almost like you know, if an opposition player or an opposition crowd really have a go at your team, you suddenly feel much more protective of them. And by the end, I think it felt as though the room was quite supportive.
2: Was that how you judged it? Yeah, it was. I, I feel like we've come out of the meeting a bit closer to the board, with a lot of questions answered, but a few still remaining unanswered or a few new ones that have come from tonight? Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess my feeling is probably that, um, as always, and I I always praise everything I ever say about the trust and the board with this, that these are people giving up their time for free to try and run our club and I'm always grateful to them for doing that. Tonight was no different. Having said that, I think it's pretty clear that from the material that was divulged in the meeting there are some kind of structural problems um, and I think the the current board needs help and support in order to address those so maybe let's kind of get into it a bit so the meeting started with um, (laughs) what I thought was quite an interesting running over of events of the last like nine months, starting with the departure of James Robried, it kept being phrased as (laughs) the departure of James Robried James Robried departed the club um, no one ever seemed to want to use the word sacked, so I don't know what, whether we were supposed to <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of be skirting around that. Um, but yeah, so from Robry's uh, departure, Coughlin being recruited within 10 days, which, you know, when you look back at it, it felt like felt like an age, oh, yeah. but yeah.
2: When it was put like that, I kind of felt like with the hands up in praise for the board. Again, they're right in that length of time. Obviously, hindsight did a beautiful thing, but they did get a right with Graham Copland so one thing they really do have to be praised absolutely
1: uh, and uh, and then so that was kind of October time and then as as the board said they had a really bad November with um, a whole a whole kind of range of yeah. factors yeah, you know financial stuff off the pitch so Hood Hill motors going bust meant that we lost a load of money heat, kit employers uh, we went yes yeah that. yeah exactly and then we had uh, club's general manager going off on on long term sick, um, and it felt as though all of those things together then saw them bring in Nick Igo, who some people will remember as you know he get, he's given financial advice to the board when we first became a supporter led club, and he's sort of been around and providing uh, advice at various points since then. But he was obviously brought in towards the end of last year to conduct a. The review of finances and look at our kind of accounting practices, partly I suppose triggered by Elite and Hood Hill and the the mess that kind of they left behind them, but then also I guess the the loss of the club's general manager for a time um, put even more pressure on us to understand the financial picture. And what he seemed to unveil and what was explained to fans tonight was this kind of 1.2 million hole in the finances that eff- effectively. Um, incorrectly reported uh, uh, accounts at last year's AGM where we were given figures that suggested we had more or less broken even during the uh, 21-22 season Um, but in actual fact having been had a kind of deep dive into the numbers and kind of looking properly through the books Um, I mean Nick was was very open about it he said those numbers were not robust were not reliable um, and and were were factually inaccurate and actually having looked through it properly he has found that we we lost over a million pounds during that uh, 12-month period which is a kind of eye-watering amount of money for a club of our size and our turnover um, and yeah kind of jaws dropped a little
2: bit I think yeah well, to break down that £1 million loss what was kind of roundaboutly explained by the board was uh, any league club is always going to have a 300 k loss just for running and um guns and what they attributed a lot of other losses to was extraordinary uh, occurrences. But but during
1: that 12-month period, clearly the the numbers weren't right, and the numbers that were reported to last year's AGM were incorrect. And you know the ball has clearly been dropped somewhere because you know we had uh, accounts which were agreed by the board, audited, went to the AGM, and were signed off. That were built on sand, effectively. So, uh, and, and what I thought was quite interesting, under questioning later on in the meeting, you know, they were reluctant to apportion blame, and I understand why. And I also understand why they were reluctant to bring this out into the open until after the season, because you know they didn't want to distract uh, from the the, the the task we had on the pitch. But I was a bit surprised they weren't more apologetic for it. In fact, I, I asked a question So, you know, do you feel the fans are in an apology? I thought I was making life easier for, for them because I thought Sean at that point would say, yes, we are sorry, We this happened on our watch it shouldn't have done, uh, we're sorry we're going to put it right. But they seemed very reluctant to kind of accept responsibility and there were sort of mutterings about HR and personnel processes and not wanting to say anything um, that might get them in hot water which I, again, I can understand. But... At the
2: start it was uh, we're sort of sorry and it was kind of something that just happened and then eventually they were like okay we are sorry it happened under our control it was part of our responsibility mm. but there was there was lots of members in the country who were seemingly attempting to say the past is the past and mm. we need to focus on the future it's the perfect opportunity for them to win back over the trust members yeah. and the people who were in attendance to say Look, sorry, we got it wrong. It's our job now to make sure
1: we don't get it wrong again. Yeah, and and particularly because you know some of the key members of that board have departed uh, over the last few months, and you know they don't need to, to name them and they don't need to blame it specifically on them, but I think they can still say this is why we need to fill some of the gaps that now exist and, and so on. So we, there was there was some discussion about that loss and uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot more said and written about that over the the coming weeks Um, they then also quite interestingly I thought did some benchmarking where they talked about where counties sit in comparison to other clubs in the 4th Division in terms of um, how much money we are able to spend on player wages by the time you look into all the kind of financial fair play stuff, our standard uh, turnover versus our kind of extra turnover if you like from cup runs donations from uh uh, directors and all the rest of it you know and we are bottom of that league yeah um we which i thought was was really telling that um you know there's clubs like salford or Leighton orient who um can can draw on big loans or donations from directors there are clubs like i know i know they um aren't in our league this season but they will be next year Forest Green who uh, in, managed to kind of balance the books by getting paid ridiculous amounts for sponsorship from other clubs in the uh, from other, other companies in the same group uh, putting it, it into that context I think does underline something that we talked about before that you know, we are a small club not just in terms of attendances but also in terms of the resources that we can draw on we don't have the kind of non-match day income that clubs who own their ground um, can pull on and, and stuff so um, I thought that was timely and, and well explained uh, and then I think it kind of went open to
2: questions then they did briefly mention what sort of improvement and thinking mm. we're looking at but they didn't really go into a level of detail to kind of satisfy you and kind of leave you uh, knowledgeable on what the improvements are they floated about academy improvement mm. and Uh, trying to get more local commercial partners on board and bringing the uh, kit release forward into the summer a little earlier than they usually do.
1: well, And they also said uh, that they're going to try and improve communication, which... Um, I think I've heard every single trust meeting I've ever been to. They said we acknowledge that communication is, is not great, and, and in fairness to Sean Johnson, who did most of the talking, he did offer to uh, to come on a future episode of the podcast. So uh, we will we will invite him on and uh, hopefully get to talk to him about some of this in, in more detail. They did also say, and I thought this was really positive, and it didn't really get much attention because there were bigger issues to talk about. But they're getting Colin Everett um, again, you know, well-known face around the club to do a review of. Skills that they've got on the board and, and skills deficiencies on the board, and uh, you know what what needs to happen so that you know we don't find ourselves in this kind of position again, and that we've got people who can be interrogating accounts in the right way and everything else. And I think that's that's a, a real positive. It's something I've banged on about when we had the first uh, fans meeting in the Riverfront Theatre, kind of whatever it was, ten years ago. You know, they they sh- there should be auditing of. The skills that there are amongst trust members so that the the board can be making full use of them because there's an awful you know, we've seen it on the pod there's an awful lot of energy and expertise and ideas out there but harnessing it is a a job of work but if you do it properly you can draw on a whole load of people and, uh, and expertise. So I hope that that goes well. That sounded really positive. Um, and then we moved on to, to questions. Brendan, who uh, uses of We Are Exiles will, will know as uh, Stan Einstein, had several points to make and made them very vociferously. I mean, his, his main question that he was trying to get at is, you know, the money that that, um, that 1.2 million that wasn't correctly accounted for you know what happened with that was there something untoward was there fraud embezzlement whatever you know and the board members and Nick categorically said there has been no nothing improper um, has happened with that money there's
2: nothing
1: untoward nothing untoward was the phrase they uh, they kept using you know but they were adamant that there is nothing that has happened uh, with that that is uh, illegal or untoward and I think you know we have to take them at face value they didn't want to Get into apportioning blame publicly, which I can understand. But I do hope that behind the scenes, at least, there is some sort of reckoning about what went wrong and who, if anyone, um, was at fault in, in not reporting things accurately. There've been a lot of people who've left the board over recent months, and you know, some of those have, have had ill health, and I take that at, at face value. And and you you don't want to necessarily be kicking people whilst they're whilst they're down, so I, I can understand. Um, all of that. There were there were other questions as well. I thought um, there was an interesting question about Rodney Parade and the, the lease on that. Um, no fresh lease has been signed yet but there is a, uh, clearly discussions are ongoing with the landlord. Hopefully we will get to hear more about that in due course. I
2: believe Sean said that we are playing there next year Yes, and from yeah, yeah. I heard 2025 26 it's a requirement of EFL clubs to have a rolling 10-year lease on what has are playing in, so...
1: Yeah, that kind of ongoing uncertainty has is, is long been known to be a challenge yeah. and clearly, because of all the other difficulties that have been going on over the last six months, sorting out a long-term lease or arrangement with the Dragons has perhaps not been top of mind, which kind of brings us on to one of the other things that has happened in the last six months, which is the arrival onto the board of, uh, of John Pratt, who, um, I gather, joined the meeting online tonight, although... From what I see of other people trying to join online, whether he heard anything is uh, an an open question. Um, He clearly came onto the board um, at the start of the year, apparently having been told of the extent of our financial uh, situation. Um, And uh, many of us, including me, thought that tonight we might hear something from him about what his future involvement might look like, or perhaps even hear uh, a vision for the club being outlined and a kind of uh, a, a, a something being put to the fans in terms of a future bid. That that wasn't forthcoming. There were, I think, hints being dropped here and there that there may be something in the fullness of time, but he's still kind of reviewing his position.
2: Pete Madigan did make it clear that he's yet to form the latest plans, but what stage he was at regarding form the leading of BAM is kind of still up in the air yeah
1: uh, and so I think that's a that's a watching brief and again if you're listening John come on to the pod we would we'd love to have a, a, a conversation and just find out about your your history with supporting county and, and what perhaps you might be interested in doing in the future but as I said to you on walking over all. If nothing else, having someone on the board who can read a balance sheet uh, and has built up this kind of impressive uh, business CV can be no bad thing. Um, so even if he's just there for his expertise, he's not putting a, a solitary dime in. I think he's still someone who's worth his weight in, in gold.
2: Exactly, and I think that's kind of that was one of the running themes of the meeting: is what is the board's Like at the moment, what is their skill set? if John Pratt this year to plug financial knowledge area of expertise and how to bring in more money to the club? If that's what his role is going forward, then there's no negatives to that.
1: No, exactly. You know, we'll wait and see where where we end up with the the kind of John Pratt interest. But I'm not too worried that we didn't hear anything huge yet because. We were given a very firm assurance on a number of times during the course of the meeting that if there was a bid by John Pratt, or indeed anyone else, that trust members will have the ultimate sign-off and discussion. And there was an indication that after the AGM, perhaps later in the summer or in the autumn, there will be a, a discussion uh, or a meeting of trust members to explore what future ownership models might look like or you know where the club may look to go next, given as you said, the kind of ongoing financial challenge of, of just sustaining a club in, in this division. So I, I was reassured by that because I, I had a, a concern that there may be an attempt to just kind of say, well, things are difficult, we've got someone who's willing to invest, so let's just go and, and rush to that straight away. You know, any, any port in a storm type thing. But actually it sounds as though the board are committed to, you know, the fans having the final say, which is exactly how it should be. And, you know... I kind of believe in fan ownership almost as like an article of faith. I think that is how football clubs should be run, except not everyone feels the same. But if we're going to move away from that fan ownership model, I think it's something that that warrants proper, detailed discussion and the different viewpoints to be heard. And it sounds as though the board agree with that, so I'm I'm pleased that that
2: happened.
1: I'm trying to think now if there was anything else... He
2: did up. mention in terms of season ticket sales we're Ooh. playing about one thousand six hundred. Um the season just gone, I believe Sean sort of mentioned that we were um, two thousand two hundred.
1: Yeah, and that that includes like half season tickets bought in bought at Christmas and stuff, so I mean they indicated that they reckon we'll probably sell another 500 between now and first yeah. game of the season. So that sounds as though we are close to where we were, were last year, which I think was I think last year was a record number of season tickets since February formed. So anything near 2000, I think, is really good, especially when we've had quite a middling season just gone. So, I mean, that suggests... Things are, are pretty stable in terms of the people coming through the gate, if nothing else.
2: The board intend on giving Graham Cochran and Chris Finn a competitive budget, how much that will be in terms of real money, who knows, but... Uh, they did mention that Graham Coughlin is looking for value for money for his, um, his players and they signed it well I so. should
1: bloody well hope so because <laughs> yeah. you know if, if we're not trying to get value for money yeah. then we are it's, in
2: real trouble is that not a given in a yeah. football signing looking for value for money well
1: it certainly is for Newport County I mean someone did sometimes say oh, do we have any signings to announce tonight and I was desperately hoping that Wilfred Boney would jump out from the uh, behind a stand somewhere and it is suit, but alas not um, but I'm, I, again credit to the board because I think I'd have been tempted in their shoes to just you know whisk out a, a signing or a distraction you know given the bad news they had to get across but they, they, there wasn't any of that. I think they did front up to it well. They didn't say, oh, look, we've got Graham Coughlin here and let's let's use up an hour of the meeting asking him questions or, look, here's a new signing, let's, you know, again, waste some time. They, they did, we had two hours of proper good discussion and I, and I think they, they fronted up well to it. I think, you know, as we kind of draw this discussion to an end, I, I think my reflection, as always, is... What, what can the trust do better what can the board do better but equally what can we as trust members do better to help them. The ongoing gripe that lots of us have I think about poor communication remains I understand with all of the difficulties that have got, been going on and we've talked about them communication with the fans is is perhaps not necessarily the, the, the thing that is most on fire that day that the board yeah. had to deal with but I think surely no one on the board can think that the comms in the build up to this meeting were handled brilliantly so as well as improving commercial awareness and accounting awareness and everything else I do hope that there is a concerted effort to bring someone onto the board with some ideas around how the the trust can communicate better with fans because we need to grow the trust membership we need to grow trust donations and people are not going to join or or give more unless they they feel that they're getting value for money and i think one of the ways that that can happen is through better communication so but again i think i think probably the 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 trust board members there tonight will have acknowledged that yeah that for me is the biggest priority for what happens next how about you i think
2: the the main kind of story that came out of tonight was there was a big accounting error it's gone wrong somewhere down the line forward they're looking to build the uh, border of directors' expertise and kind of try and provide a situation where we are sustainable and maybe breaking
1: the yeah and, and as we said right at the top of, of the discussion I'm sure there'll be a lot more said and written and explored about how that £1.2 million mistake came about um, and rightly and you know questions do need to be asked about it Um, it's a concern to to trust members but equally we've all got to kind of play our part and and try and help make sure that it doesn't happen again by by making sure that good people are putting themselves forward for for trust elections and that we are kind of turning up to AGMs and everything else to to give those things due diligence so um, yeah I mean there we go. I'm sure we'll have further conversations about it over the course of the summer. Who knows? We may even have further discussions about it over the course of the summer with members of the current board or, or maybe even with John Pratt. Let's, let's hope. Um, but I think that's, that'll do us for tonight. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll carry on drinking in, in Tiny Rebel. But um, as always, stay safe, look out for each other and keep it county.